Shalom and welcome to our second episode of Drosh It Like It's Hot. As always, I am your host, Aaron Petronic. Today, we're going to start off with a very special guest, our first ever in-studio guest, CBI's own Lainey Komarovsky. Lainey is the youth coordinator here and has a big role to play in all of the planning process for our Purim Carnival. So, Lainey, what's going on with the Purim Carnival this year? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Purim is March 23rd this year. The carnival will be that Saturday evening from 5 to 7 p.m. Um, and as is tradition at CBI, there will be a Purim spiel that'll be following the carnival at 7. But a little bit about the Purim carnival. We have some new and improved carnival games this year. We have some special editions I can share with you. We have a cotton candy machine, a popcorn machine. We have a dunk tank. Ooh, I heard some rumors about some people who may or may not be getting dunked. Can you confirm anyone? Yes, yes. Rabbi Levy will be first in the dunk tank, followed by our very own executive director, Jake Cohen. You won't want to miss that. No, everybody needs to come and see that and maybe be the one that gets to dunk them. Iconic. And a little bit more. So yeah, the deadline to register for the carnival is March 20th. That's the Wednesday before the carnival. So Wednesday, March 20th is your last chance to register. And when you're registering, you are signing up for a hot dog meal. If you would like to have dinner at the Purim Carnival, we'll be selling hot dogs, but you must pre-register. So if we're selling two options, we have a one hot dog meal and a two hot dog meal. It just means you get one hot dog and all the sides that come with it, or you get two hot dogs in the meal. So for one, it's $7. For two, it's $10. And in order to participate in the carnival games, you have to buy a wristband. Those are $10. And all of that can be done on our website. So you'll go to bethisrael.org slash porum.html. Or on the website, if you click worship at the top menu and then click holidays, then click Porum, it'll take you to our webpage where you can register. And anyone can reach out to me with any questions. My email is Lainey, L-A-I-N-E-Y, at BethIsrael.org. So it's a forum carnival. Can yeah. people or should they wear costumes? Absolutely. I won't force anyone to wear a costume, but it is, um, it is encouraged. I haven't figured mine out quite yet. It'll be a surprise for everyone. I have not figured mine out either because I will be videoing and then running tech for the spiel and I have no idea how to... I'm definitely not wearing a giant head thing and then trying to use headphones later. So we'll see. You could go as Weird Al. That was my secular Purim costume. It's a great one. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Aaron, and thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Lainey, for telling us all about the Purim Carnival. I hope to see you all there. Now on to some additional Hoda Oat. As mentioned last week, this month's donation drive is for Safe Austin. Donations are being collected through the month of February. You can make a monetary donation on their website or drop off in-kind donations in the CBI Cohen foyer. This year, CBI and the Dialogue Institute of Austin are hosting a Ramadan dinner on Tuesday, March 12th from 6.45 to 9 p.m. in Smith Auditorium. Please RSVP to reserve your seat. We just spoke to Lainey about this, but please join us for our annual Purim Carnival and Spiel on Saturday, March 23rd at 5 p.m. You can purchase meal and game tickets on the CBI website. New this year, we'll also be hosting an adult trivia night after the Spiel. RSVP to let us know you're coming. You can visit our website at bethisrael.org to learn more about all of our upcoming events and services. 
Now on to this week's drosh. I promise we will be hearing from our rabbis, Rabbi Fulberg and Rabbi Levy, in the weeks to come. But this week, we have another guest speaker. Adam Hartman is a disability and inclusion specialist at Jewish Family Service. And this week, he came to CBI to speak about JDAIM, or Jewish Disability Awareness, Acceptance, and Inclusion Month. Please listen and enjoy. Good evening, and Shabbat Shalom. Uh, as, as you heard, my name is Adam Hartman. I use he, him pronouns, and I thank you very much for the, um, the warm welcome to this service. Um, I am the Dis- Disability and Inclusion Specialist at Shalom Austin and a staff of Jewish Family Service team. Um, just kind of for my own interest, how, how many, if you can, raise a hand are uh, connected to Shalom Austin in some way, membership, volunteering, school, any of the, okay. How about for Jewish Family Service? All right. Excellent. Okay. Um, so the, the position that I hold now, um, it was added about a year and a half ago, and it's just part of the larger vision for the disability services um, at Shalom Austin. Um, so, so wider than just Jewish Family Service. Um, we seek to be a more inclusive community by inviting the diverse range of abilities, uh, lived experiences to, to inform and to advise uh, the programs that we, that we hold as well as the protocols, um, the accessibility measures, and and much more that falls under disability services. Um, So to ensure that all are welcome, um, this matter of inviting and and really hearing out the lived experiences uh, from people connected to uh, disability in some way, either by themselves or someone they might care for, um, that's really the background vision for what created the Disability and Inclusion Task Force, um, one that Sarah Abner is a part of. And um, this started just over a year ago, and it's comprised of many various community members, um, staff, and JFS uh, committee members as well. Uh, I like to say that as we learn to do better, we can do better. Um, so I wanted to kind of take what Sarah has told me. Uh, Sarah Avner, being a part of our task force, I got to meet her early on uh, in starting here. And uh, we're very grateful for her participation on the task force, as well as being a supportive guide to um, some best practices, which uh, many of you might be familiar with here at CBI. And if you're not, I just want to kind of go down some bullets of everything that we're excited about that um, that have been implemented here to make a more inclusive community. So these are just a a selection of the measures that Sarah has shared with me that do make CBI um, that much more inclusive. Uh, For one, the design of the BIMA and uh, the installation of ramps on each side to uh, provide access for people with physical disabilities, but also being an element of universal design, so one that um, many people can benefit from using a ramp instead of the stairs. Um, Open door Shabbat with a worship that is designed for all, uh, including some sensory integration to uh, alleviate any attention differences that that people may have, and including a sensory cart that I see over there (laughs) uh, with some fidgets and some different sensory um, items to support people with deferring needs. Uh, Also, having an inclusion specialist uh, as a support role in the 
religious school um, to really help ensure equitable learning for, for all the children. Uh, that's huge, and that's something that Shalom Austin is moving toward, but not yet as a full um, staffed role. So it's needed. Assistive listening devices in the large spaces like this, as well as uh, policy for service animals. Um, another is assistive technology. So um, just having the, the slides up here with their beautiful high contrast and easy readability, um, it's, it, it doesn't go overlooked. And the visual tefillah for those who cannot or prefer not to uh, hold a prayer book, as well as the large print format for the prayer book available. So um, to sum it up, awesome, great. <laughs> great things are happening here. Um, so I wanted to speak you know, mostly tonight about what Shalom Austin and JFS are, are doing for disability services. That's really why Sarah invited me. But um, I think importantly to speak on JDAME at length and, and to really define it. Uh, so February is Jewish Disability Awareness, Acceptance, and Inclusion Month. Um, it's the 15th year of JDAME. And it really highlights um, the value of inclusion for all spaces, all people with disabilities in the Jewish community. Um, the value and the uh, inclusion is really what's sought after for year round um, to make sure that it's not just one month out of the year. So um, just a couple statistics I wanted to talk about as far as here in America, as well as worldwide. Um, current statistics show that one in five American adults report living with a disability. And worldwide, that's one in seven. Um, it's different for children, and it's also different as you go through the age spectrum. Disability does start to grow toward the older uh, years um, in adulthood. But really, the, the, the simple fact is that disability rights affect everyone, um, for yourself, for your loved ones, um, coworkers, people you are in different circles with. So JDAME, it really is um, not limited to the month of February. It can be appreciated, and these values exist all year long. Um, before I go into some of the individual services that JFS can offer to the whole community, I wanted to highlight three specific programs that we're really excited about um, that are creating greater disability awareness, inc uh, inclusion, and acceptance year-round. Uh, first off is vocational services. This is really something that is a personal passion of mine. Um, vocational services are, are what inspired me to become a special education teacher earlier in my previous career before what I do now. There is a need for more inclusive work environments and uh, will include supported employment as that, but it also happens before, during, and after shifts. Um, we do try to support people vocationally and that can go on an individual level or it can happen on a, uh, a more group level. So before we jump into what are the specifics that Shalom Austin is doing, I wanted to give some insight into the statistics to, to really give some insight into what the, the gap in employment between people with disabilities and those without looks like. Um, so currently, well this is last month, January 2024, 
um, the labor force population for people with disabilities uh, grew over one year from 39.6% to 40.5. So as of last month, 40.5% of people with disabilities were employed. Um, compare that with people who are without disabilities, uh, which is 77.3% as January 2024. So there's over 35% more employment for people without disabilities in the US workforce. Um, also, according to the Department of Labor in the US, uh, in the disability employment statistics, the unemployment rate of people without a disability uh, just rose to 4% in January 2024, whereas for people with disabilities, that's 6.5. So it's almost um, one and a half times higher than, than comparing with people without disabilities. So um, in just looking at that, we also have other measures as far as pay, um, equitable access to healthcare, uh, mental health. There's a, there's a staggering amount of differences between those groups of people. And those groups of people are also those who disclose their disability too. Uh, so just to give some insight into that, I really wanna talk more about some of the programs that we're doing. So last year was the first summer that we were able to offer a supported employment program. It's called WorkRight, and it's a partnership with Greenleaf, uh, which is a neurodiversity community center here in Austin. They are connected well with Texas Workforce Commission, and Shalom Austin was a provider of jobs for their, um, their members. Um, these are young adults, so anywhere from 18 to 26. Uh, we were able to provide five paid jobs at, at 20 hours. Uh, a week for an eight-week pilot program. Um, so that, that was the funding that we had as part of a grant. We are still fundraising to this point, and, and we know that this summer program will happen again this summer. We're gearing up to hire uh, more employees for more hours in a greater variety of jobs. So the funding is also with hope to support a year-round program um, to provide paid work. Right now, we do have some volunteer roles that we're looking into um, in other departments. The WorkRight program was specifically for J camps. So um, the youth and the teens that were coming to the summer camps were having uh, inclusion counselors and counselors that were um, members uh, of this supported employment program. We also had one em em employee who was uh, a student, a, a transition age student, so she's 21 now, at Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, she was also doing orientation mobility coaching there, so she had her white cane and she was learning how to navigate around the campus at the same time as uh, working for the first time. Uh, which is important because many of these young adults, even in their mid-20s, this was their, their first, first paid job. Um, because they, they hadn't been employed before. So this is all really done with support of a job coach. Um, I wanna point out that the job coaching that the employees received were either on a two to one or a three to one basis through the Greenleaf program. Um, for our, our employee at TSVVI, she had a one-on-one -on -one job coach just because of her um, disability. So the important thing to think is that this was paid work for a number of people, first time work, and already uh, we had two that applied to do full time work 
after the summer pilot, and one of them is still employed there now and plans to stay employed you know, long term. So it, it's, it's made a difference already, and I'm excited to see it grow more. Um, right now, besides the summer, we do offer general job support. So uh, we're partnering with Best Buddies, who is in, in Austin, to support people with intellectual um, and developmental disabilities for young adults to be able to get one-to-one -one job support. Uh, and we're, we're just about to start a program with an, a young adult here in the member and fitness departments uh, to have her job coach. And really a lot of this is done through Texas Workforce Commission to be able to have that allocation for people to receive the services. Um, but we can also, you know, through me and colleagues, offer general job support. What that might look like is help seeking jobs um, and then applying for those jobs, working on interviews, um, and, and, and working up a resume or cover letter if it's the very first time. Or looking over any of those documents that people have and, you know, polishing them up. Um, we can also do resource referrals. So if people individually are looking to get connected with Texas Workforce, and honestly, that's just a hard system to navigate sometimes, um, we, can, we can help alleviate that <laughs> strife. Um, the second program I want to highlight tonight is called the Empowerment Group. This is pretty recent. We, we've had several meetings so far. We just started in November 2023. And it's a partnership through the I Am Able Foundation. I Am Able is a foundation out of Los Angeles, and they're a small staff, but it's a passion project by a film director who ha is, is living with ADHD and dyslexia, a few other learning disabilities that he's very open about. And through his experiences, he wanted to provide uh, a more empowering type of group structure to both students, so as young as middle school through high school, um, but we're focusing on the adults right now. So our empowerment group at Shalom Austin meets in person for a broad group, anybody with a neurodivergent disability, to come and talk openly as they want um, and really empower one another and themselves. What this looks like in reality is people coming to talk about their goals, um, things they might be struggling with, and then also happening outside of the meetings is a text group chat. So things really open up there, and um, this many months in, I think people are comfortable in, in talking about themselves, but also like giving that boost of confidence to people once they say, hey, I just passed my driver's test, we're gonna get a license, or um, I got a promotion um, that I've been you know, looking forward to for this so, so many months. Um, it's a small group right now, and we are growing, so if this is something that you know somebody would be interested in, I'll share how to register for that. Right now, our groups are meeting every Tuesday, um, Sorry, every other Tuesday, beginning on January 9th, we've been meeting uh, rolling bi-monthly. And it's, it's free. You don't need to be a member of Shalom Austin to come. Um, and it's, it's truly confidential, very inclusive environment. So you can register at that website um, on the bottom there. But there's also a link that I'll go to later. 
Oh, before I jump ahead. Um, in addition to the empowerment group, there's a group that I don't facilitate, but that's called Wellness with a Disability. That's every Friday on Zoom. So it's even more inclusive for folks that uh, don't have transportation or would just rather not meet in person You know, in the ongoing pandemic. Uh, we, we feel that. So the group is actually facilitated facilitated by uh, my mentor, who is the clinical director at JFS. And she works full time as a clinician, but she oversees this virtual Zoom group um, every Friday afternoon. Um, so that's available to see on the website as well. And once again, free, open to the whole community. It does have a Jewish lens through it, um, being on, on, on right before Shabbat, but um, she did say that you, you need not be Jewish to attend. Uh, the third and final program that I want to highlight is called Shalom Austin Mobility. This is a rider program. So anyone who has a disability or is 60 plus is eligible to um, get a safe, reliable ride and transportation to Shalom Austin or Jewish Family Service. Those are on separate sites right now until uh, the Jewish Family Service building is built on campus someday soon. And uh, as well as um, we have a number of clients who visit people in assisted living facilities or group homes uh, to a food pantry or for medical needs or um, you know, anything related to getting around town that's, that's on a scheduled basis. It's best to um, have it scheduled out you know, like a week or so in advance. Sometimes there's more flexibility. Um, but what's exciting is this was such a successful pilot program um, a little over a year ago that it was fully funded to be given, well, sorry, not um, funded to be able to purchase a wheelchair accessible vehicle. Initially, it was not. Um, it was just a, a company sedan, but now they have two vehicles in the fleet. So there is a 10 uh, rider minibus that can accommodate wheelchairs. Um, so it's, it's also a good opportunity you see for that minibus to be able to bring people to like group events when there's a game time or uh, a certain event that a lot of people need. They'll you know, hustle around town and get all the people to and from campus for those events. It's really easy to register. Uh, there's a couple forms, and if somebody's unable to do those forms due to technology or whatever, we can do it on someone's behalf. So if you know somebody that would be interested in that uh, and, and does not drive or um, cannot drive any longer, then this is for you. The In closing, um, I want to be sure that those can receive the contact information. So uh, if you or a loved one is really interested in any of these programs, as well as individual services. So speaking of individual services, besides these programs, uh, we really do at JFS operate on a client by client basis. So this can look like getting recommendations to residential community, uh, job support, like I mentioned, possibly navigating you know, things like state agencies, uh, social security or Medicaid benefits, uh, referrals to diagnostician or therapy pr providers, um, even getting connected to other nonprofits in the city or state agencies, and um, various community resources. We have a large, large bank that is growing as far as how we're connected to others. So give us a try. 
And if, if you or someone you know can benefit from any of these, um, give us a call or you can go directly through the JFS website and see all of the services that are related um, to the clinical side of things as well as the case management side too, um, outside of disability services. So I'll be here tonight if you um, aren't able to take down that contact information. Um, you can go to the Jewish Family Service website and very easily find who are you looking for on there. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Lainey, for joining me in the Tech Booth studio this week and getting everyone excited for the Purim Carnival. And thank you, Adam Hartman from JFS, for sharing all about JDAIM. Shabbat Shalom, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>